Hey, it is Wednesday, March 15th. Thanks for tuning in to another week from the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest sports topics. It's episode 91 of the Chasing Points podcast. Brandon, Sam, here with you. Beautiful Wednesday morning. <laughs> well, we're recording this Tuesday night. Oh, I always yeah. get confused with how we're tensing things today, yesterday, whatever. I don't know about anything beautiful. going on, Brandon. What's I don't up? know about beautiful. Uh, there's a bunch of snow out there. I don't know about beautiful, sir. But oh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful for those that like snow. I don't. So there's that. Yeah, I I'm. Know. I'm not a fan of the uh, the winter weather, and I'm yeah. kind of happy we didn't get a lot of it this winter. But of course, as spring is around the corner, we just get blasted with the March always, always yeah. in March. Yeah, so it's it's our time. It's our time. It's at least it's not like uh, some of the peeps that I know that live uh, closer to the border that are getting hit with two feet of snow. So uh, I will count my blessings. I will count. Yeah, my blessings. no, I'll take uh, take what's out there for sure. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, despite the snow in the Northeast here, it's uh, it's a busy week, man. Anything going on? <laughs> uh sports. Uh, I do know that I don't have to stress this week uh, when it comes to the tournament, which we'll get to, uh, because my Tar Heels didn't make it. They decided to uh, make the national championship last year and this year say, you know what, we're just going to take a year off from the tournament. And uh, so I know I won't have stress by the end of the week. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to worry about that. Yeah. then. No, I, I don't. I don't. Um, well, but outside of that, Sam, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> How are right. you? I'm uh, I'm on edge, man. Cautious, nervous Jets fan over here. We got a lot to talk about today, though. March Madness, as you mentioned, some NBA. And of course, uh, by the time you hear this tomorrow, it'll be uh, legal to sign free agents as the uh, the legal tampering period has started. There's already been a lot of moves in the NFL, and we'll break down what we can and try to make sense of, um, you know, our favorite topic on this podcast, Aaron Rodgers. That's a joke. <laughs> if you're new to the program. See what uh it's what's inside a Aaron's head and uh what's next for him, the Packers or the Jets and anything else that may uh come our way. So I guess just jump into uh free agency. It's it's here, a lot of moves, a lot of surprising moves. Where do you want to start? Let's get into notable free agents. Uh all right. First, the best defensive lineman to go in this whole thing. And it hurts my soul because he was on my team, but I it, it was already inevitable. I, I, I've been watching, and I'm sure you have as well too, Sam, because we both keep a close eye on it. I've been watching a lot of media outlets talking about what the Eagles doing with their defense. Uh, if you've been paying attention, the Eagles have drafted a lot of replacements with this, knowing this was coming up. Uh, and Javon Hargrave signed with the Niners uh, for four years, 80 mil. Super, super happy for him uh, where he was drafted, how he was developed with the Eagles. Uh, he got paid. Uh, unfortunately, the Eagles can't pay everybody. You can't pay everybody, which is why you got to take advantage of the opportunities when you get to uh, the big game uh, and they couldn't pay him. Uh, just like they're not going to be able to pay a lot of players, but super happy for Javon Hargrave. Uh, it's a big upgrade for the Niners, too. Uh, that that allows Bosa to, to almost run freely on the edge. Yeah. Uh, as Hargrave, you're going to have to throw a double team at him because he will absolutely wreck the middle and no quarterback likes a guy coming directly up the middle. So their defense just got better. That was already good. Um, so yeah, that that was the the biggest 
one for me thus far uh, out of the signings. Makes sense. I'd expect nothing less. But that said, uh, you know, the rich get richer, too, because I was going to make the Bosa point. But a strength of this Niners team for a while has been that defensive line that certainly that defense, but the line in particular. And, you know, that was is a strength of the Eagles as well. So, you know, good player. And but as you mentioned, Jordan Davis, other notable uh, acquisitions made over the years um, for Philadelphia. So certainly they probably have this. Uh, figured out for a while that they weren't going to be able to come to agreement within four years, $80 million with the Niners there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I get probably, as you mentioned, the the biggest defensive player, in, you know, that we'll probably talk about today or on the board in general. So uh, good, yeah. good, uh, good move there. And, you know, we'll get to the quarterbacks and some of the more uh, star players too, but I thought, uh, a big one to help the Denver offensive line was speaking of the Niners, Mike McGlinchey headed to Denver five years, 87 and a half million dollars. Yeah. Um, the, the Denver offensive line was at times a turnstile last year. And, you know, at Russ times. Really, yeah. <laughs> you mean all the time, <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> Russ really held on to the ball way too long. That's mm-hmm. part of it too. But, uh, you know, they had some big injuries. Uh, throughout the year too, but a solid uh, tackle in McGlinchey will certainly help um, help what they're doing in Denver and and Sean Payton and company will certainly know how to scheme them up. So uh, I think that's a a huge move there. You're pumping your fist. We're live. Uh, Boston Scott resigns with the Eagles for one year. Love it. Love it. The giant killer is back. I love it. All right. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the Giants, I like the segue that crazy yep. dude, a crazy day of trades just the last couple days, but like, wait, they got him for that. And uh one of those moves was Darren Waller getting traded to the Giants from the Las Vegas Raiders uh mm-hmm. for a third round pick. So essentially the Giants took the uh, you know, they received a third round pick from Kansas City for Kadarius Tony. They turn that third round pick into Darren Waller. That's that's good business, man. That's that'll certainly help uh, what they're trying to do in New York and yeah. uh, Daniel Jones, and certainly uh, help Saquon out too. If you know he signs, certainly he'll sign that tag and be. Think about uh, this in the backfield. There. When's the last time they had a yeah tight end that you actually really talked about? I'll tell you, Jeremy Shockey. That's the last time I remember them having a tight end that was super productive. Super productive. Yeah, from a production standpoint. Yes. Sure, they had yes. some guys that were... Oh, no, they've know, had names. They had Evan Ingram that didn't really do anything. Yeah. They have names like that, but since Jeremy Shockey, I, I haven't heard anybody, and Darren Waller is way better than Jeremy Shockey. So that that being said, if he can stay healthy, this is a huge pickup for the Giants, and for what they got him for is even better. Um, so I, I, I do, do enjoy that. Um, that was very adult of them. And speaking of adult, uh, a guy that likes to date, uh, adult actresses, uh, is in the city of sin now. And that is my boy, porn star, Jimmy, uh, shout out to Stephen A for that nickname. I will never not call him that because it's just amazing. Um, to his face, you bump into Jimmy G. I'm 100% saying Vegas on the strip. Much respect to you. I'm letting you know right now, as a man to man on my podcast, I referred to you as porn star Jimmy, and I will not not say that to you. So 
You have a good, good night, enough. porn star Jimmy. I would not care. Uh, you should know that I won't back down shit like that. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, signs with the Raiders for three years, sixty-seven point five million. Um, I pray, I pray that your team signs Aaron Rodgers uh, because they let a lot of quarterbacks go that I thought could have been the backup plan, but. I guess you don't plan for a backup plan when you're you're focused on your main plan. Uh, but for the Raiders, they part with Derek Carr. They get Jimmy G. Is that an upgrade? I don't know. I don't know. But I like the way that Jimmy G plays. So I I don't I don't like the slander he gets uh, for being a game manager. I think he can he can ball, but he's going back to Josh McDaniels, yeah. who wanted him back. In, in a Patriots uniform. Uh, so he gets what he wanted anyway, ultimately, with the Raiders. So we'll see how that transpires. I just don't know how how that's going to work out in Vegas. But I guess this, we'll see. Yeah, this similar thing to uh, I didn't get to say about Darren Waller, but if he's healthy, he's certainly a game changer. And it's, they need more weapons on in that wide receiver room for New York um, because what they certainly have is not enough. But the same with Jimmy G. I, uh, this guy has brought you to championship games. He's brought you to a Super Bowl. You know, I've, I would not have minded if he was the Jets quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I said that on this podcast a couple of times. If he can stay healthy, he's, he's good. He's, he's pretty good. And yeah. going back to a system he knows with some, you know, um, you know, I'm sure there's other coaches that McDaniels brought along aside from, uh, you know, aside from obviously himself, that he knows him, but you know, that scheme, he's going to be, he'll know it. He'll be productive in it. Josh Jacobs back, uh, you know, some, some other uh, weapons there. They just got Jacoby Myers. Myers knows the, um, the McDaniel system too. So it, it's certainly uh, an upgrade for Jimmy G as far as he's in a place now that he's, uh, he's wanted, which probably makes him feel feel pretty good but uh I, I like the move for vegas especially with what's out there and yeah. um yeah you know oh and... you're talking about on the field okay i'm sorry <laughs> hey That's man vegas is about. a vegas is a wonderful place i enjoy i enjoy every time i get to go to vegas yeah like no you're 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 not and, uh, i'm you're sure not, he's uh, gonna jimmy have G. a much better time than i do <laughs> Yeah, you're Especially not Jimmy G. 67 and a half million reasons yeah, why. Right? And he already had money prior to that. And um the ladies love Jimmy G. So shout out to you, bud. Good, good, good luck out there. Um a trade, Sam, that I Italian man. I'm not sure. It's fine. Oh my god. Jalen Ramsey gets traded to the Dolphins. Again. I one of these love, moves like I love what, this. What just happened? I love it, man. I, I love it for the Dolphins. Uh, it's they are they're not the your dad's Dolphins. And I, I well, technically, they are my dad's Dolphins. But uh, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> technically they are my father's Dolphins. But uh, he's watched the undefeated team all the way up to now. And in the years of me growing up, the Dolphins really haven't been much. They've been pretenders for the most part, but what they keep adding to this team and and who's there with Vic Fangio there. If you remember what Jalen Ramsey did when he first came to the Rams and he was roaming all over the field and you were like, oh, yeah. what's going on? You're going to see that again with the Dolphins. I promise you that. 
You are absolutely. So those that are saying that he's washed and just watch, he's going to show you that he's not washed. <laughs> he's, he's going to, he's going to show out and I can't yeah. wait to see him there. And, and they, he really wanted to go to, to Miami. So this will be fun. This will yeah, really be it, fun. You know, he, he had a, um, you know, something over him for a while. Yeah. I saw you're pumping your fist. We'll get to it in a second. Um, he had this stigma around him for a while that he doesn't follow guys. He stays on his side of the field. And when he got to Los Angeles, uh, you know, McVeigh and company really used him as like that Swiss army knife. And he was, he was lining up everywhere. As you mentioned, nickel and safety in the box, he's following guys. Um, so that in, in Miami, especially how Vic Vangio likes to play. And it's, it's really kind of a shame because they, spent all that money on Xavier Howard and they had Byron Jones, UConn great Byron Jones. And, you know, Jones was, couldn't really stay on the field and looks like his days of Miami are over, but uh, to pair him with Xavier Howard, who, you know, may have lost a step or two, but he's still a, a dominant uh, defensive back. And uh, that's really exciting. And as a Jets fan, I hate it. You should, because think about it on offense, you have to guard, Excuse me, when you guys are playing defense as the Jets, you have to defend Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Yep. When you're on offense, you have to pass against Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. Have fun, people. Um, but if you get a guy that we're talking about in a second, it, it could open up a lot of different things. Um, before we get there, his partner in crime. Uh, young young pup that has grown up before our eyes, Alan Lazard, signs with the Jets for four years, forty four million, and I don't know if Sam's excited about it, but I'll let him say that or not. But the reason why I'm saying this is because Alan Lazard is a part of Aaron Rodgers' wish list. On Aaron Rodgers' wish list, because it as reported by Sam to me. <laughs> and reported and by Trey Wingo. But no, I'm talking about Trey Wingo first. Uh okay. Sam shared with me yesterday. Well, now when you hear this two days ago, uh, that Trey Wingo pretty much tweeted that it's pretty much done. Uh and, and then today, uh, when we're recording this, Diana Rossini has come out with uh, apparently Aaron Rodgers' wish list of getting Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and OBJ. Um, that is his terms and conditions for signing with the Jets. So uh, one fourth of that has happened. Uh, I could see OBJ coming there because OBJ and him have been talking about teaming up for quite some time. Maybe even Randall Cobb because he's will be a cheap option, a super cheap option. Um, I don't know where he fits with already the wide receivers that you guys have there. But do you like the Alan Lazar move and Aaron's wish list? Well, I don't know how to unpack this Aaron Rodgers situation. I think we'll do that in a second. But as far as Alan Lazard, I like it. I'd have to imagine that Corey Davis's days in New York are numbered. Denzel Mims numbered as well. But I, I like Alan Lazard, the player. You know, big dude. Um, knows Nathaniel Hackett's system, which I assume is the system that they will will now be running, right? So, so there's that. Um, I like that signing. The whole wish list thing is interesting because yesterday I talk about this Jets text group that I have, our, our buddy Dave's in it, and 
mm-hmm. some of my uh, fraternity brothers from college were all jet- sad, miserable Jets fans, so we commiserate. But it's been a very exciting time in the Jets chat. I even joked, and I want to do this, when Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets or gets traded to the Jets, bonus Jets podcast. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, but that said, um, we were joking yesterday, like, what Aaron Rodgers would, you know, what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers. And we all just said, yeah, Randall Cobb needs to come. And then I threw out Mercedes Lewis and, and someone threw out John Kuhn. And then it went to like Bubba <laughs> Franks, Greg Jennings, Donald driver just went you know, off the rails with like these random, what's, what's his, uh, what's his lineman, his favorite lineman's name, the Bakhtiari. Yeah. I, yeah. if, if he That's wasn't that. tied it's sewed up, I already Nelson's our new wide receiver coach. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. So, the fact that that is literally happening right now is, you know, I feel like you, I call you Nostra Hayes, but I feel like Nostradamus in a way because we were all just talking about this yesterday. And now this wish list reported by Diana Rossini includes Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and, and OBJ. <laughs> I, to your point on Cobb, I don't think he, brings much to the table now but yeah. to have him in the wide receiver room is probably going to be helpful yeah garrett wilson is a star in the making i wish elijah moore would get more run i really like what what he's about and what he can do um and you know sure i will i'll take obj uh, i'll take all of this sure. but these things it just reminds me of like i i made the point to a friend like it reminds me of like when LeBron was like when he was with the Heat and he was basically inferring to the Heat via Twitter that you should draft Shabazz Napier. And then I really like Shabazz. And then like three days later, he was in Cleveland again. So it's kind of like one of those things. This stuff never works out. Look at, you know, Kyrie and KD, for example. But no, that said, to pour salt would, and no, I'm, but it, it's, a, <laughs> it's a topical. It makes sense, right? No, but doesn't. you as a Nets fan, mm-hmm. and I we I may have asked you this question already. I don't know. We we talk a lot. I don't remember, but you would sign up to get Katie and Kyrie yeah, on your day. team 10 out of 10 times. Any day, yeah. You would go through this all over again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in hindsight, you would do things differently, but you would do it again. And at this point, there's a lot of talent on this team. A lot of young talent. There hasn't been this much young talent on this team ever. And there's a window. And it's better than, you know, who's left on the free agent market. We've kind of boxed ourselves in a hole. I still don't understand why there's no talk about Lamar Jackson, especially with the um, the relationship that Joe Douglas has with his former boss, Eric DaCosta and Ozzie Newsom. I, I but, think there's no talk about it because they don't think of who they're dealing with. Any 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 inclination to Aaron Rodgers, like, you don't want me, like, I'm not the prettiest in the room, it'd be like, okay, I'm done. I don't want anything to do with it. So I 100% knowing and understanding Joe Douglas as he was on my team and now it's your team, 100% that connection that he has with Baltimore, Sam, do not, do not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers for some reason does not come there. Do not be surprised if they put all their chips in a basket to try to get Lamar Jackson. Do not be surprised. Yeah. And honestly, and I'm sure when I say this, you're probably going to agree with me. I feel that is the better move anyway, is to try to get Lamar because he's younger. He's younger. He adds more there. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But 
how much more time does Aaron Rodgers have here? All right. So speaking of Aaron Rodgers, our buddy Dave, who works at Sports Illustrated on this pod all the time, just in this same uh, Jets chat. chat, just uh, my buddy Mark posted a, uh, from the Pat McAfee Twitter account, his show, or maybe it's his personal account. Be a friend. Tell a friend. You're cordially invited tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern, and it's a a a Ron. And then Dave said that's how he would want to do it. He's always said if he was getting traded or retiring, Mac, if he would have the scoop. So, didn't I? Didn't I say to you? That's okay. Okay. Appointment listening. Uh, when you're hearing this, 1 p.m. today, Wednesday. I guess we will, we will find out there. But to to the point about the Nets and. And, you know, getting LeBron or getting, you know, putting all your chips in a basket, um, you know, you're at the point where you just kind of have to do it. And I think Joe Douglas is going to do it in a smart way and manage yeah, this absolutely. team in a smart way. And you saw when guys give you a headache like Jamal Adams, he's just gone and they got a ransom for him. Uh, so, you know, not that they... Woody Johnson loves this stuff, right? He loves that his team has been in the headlines for as long as they have been about this. It's always been about the back page and and getting attention and and all of the stuff. But they'll be in the back know, page pretty often if they get him. I want the the optimistic part of me wants to say, all right, Rogers had a bad year last year because his thumb was was in bad shape and he was hurt. Yeah, we talked on this podcast. Should he just? sit out for four weeks, go on the, go on IR and let Jordan love get some run. And, but they were right in there and they, they rebounded. Well, he was obnoxious about it, but they, they were a game from the playoffs after that horde start. Mm-hmm. And he just came off of two back-to-back MVPs. Now, if he can give 80% of that MVP season to the jets, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I would sign up for it. So at, at this point, I do not, I know we had a spirited conversation off the air about Zach Wilson yesterday. We did, uh, but I would not be comfortable running it back, back with Zach Wilson in year three. I think this year is too important to this team. You know how you take leftovers and you like, you know, you want to freeze them and you make sure you secure them. You wrap them up nice and tight, and then you put sure. some 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 plastic wrap on it. Maybe even put some aluminum foil on it, and then you put it in your freezer for a later date. Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's that's going to be Zach Wilson. Uh it is the same thing with Jordan Love. Yeah. He should learn from Rodgers and I and I feel that they have I don't know either of them, um but I feel that Zach Wilson has the the similar arrogance that Aaron Rodgers has and I feel that he could learn a lot from them. That's going to be up to him what he wants to do from there. Um but yeah, I think this is this is a very intriguing situation. Again, if this was my team, I would go with the younger guy. I've mentioned that on here before, but I mean, you don't you you know Aaron Rodgers is a surefire Hall of Famer. Um, he was considered to be like one of the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen talent wise. I, I think Patrick Mahomes has absolutely exceeded him now. Yep. Um, From a prototype, like yeah, what you're yeah. looking for in a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely, it was Aaron Rodgers, and now it would be Patrick Mahomes. Probably want like. Josh Allen size, Trevor Lawrence size, but to be able to do what Patrick Mahomes does. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, even though they're different players, but right. yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, man. I, I think we've, 
we've certainly talked about that before. Um, you know, I I don't really care what happens to Zach Wilson in the sense of like I hope there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. So he when the Jets were in Green Bay for spring uh for preseason, there was a lot of talk about how Zach has looked up to Aaron, has reached out to him for advice, and they have some kind of rapport. I think there's That's nowhere good. to go but up. Yeah, no, I think I think it's certainly helpful. I'm not going to get my hopes up and think if we get two good years from Aaron Rodgers and it's all over, that mm-hmm. Zach Wilson will be able to to carry us in year four and five of his deal. But you know, hey, it's it's worth a shot. It's um, you know, certainly a lot of intrigue and, and upside there. And the kids, the kids young, the kid he's twenty one when he was drafted i mean a big exactly situation That's, you know how coming I from that. uh from byu like a mid-major school and all of a sudden he's you know thrust thrusted right into uh the spotlight there and uh you know so yeah it's nowhere to go but up for zach wilson but i i, I think uh you know i would i would sign up for this move and if if by some reason he decides to hang it up tomorrow uh you know uh, you give those first round picks to the Ravens and you Woody Johnson offers Lamar a ridiculous contract that the Ravens don't feel comfortable matching. And I think that's really the only way um, you can get Lamar Jackson is if you make the Ravens uncomfortable because they're already uncomfortable enough. But I think, I think that the choices for Rogers are done. It's either you retire or you're a jet because Mark uh, Mark Murphy over the weekend, who's like, you know, CEO of the Packers or whatever, basically said it's, you know, thanks, Aaron, but it's, you know, we're moving on. He didn't say that, but he said it in so many words. So we'll see. Um, you know, we'll ha- certainly have some reaction to that, the news tomorrow as it as it comes along. But the the sports news, the football news didn't even stop. Huge, uh, huge trade, the, you know, as we get ready for the draft, drafts and about five or six weeks from now, and a lot of speculation of what the Chicago Bears are going to do with this first number one overall pick when they were gifted it by the Texans uh, winning that game uh, against the Colts there. So, you know, we both thought it would be foolish to move on from Justin Fields. A lot of people in the media were just trying to get their clicks and get their name talked about and, and uh, you know, saying, could it be Bryce Young? Could it be... Um, you know, CJ Stroud or, you know, the rise of Anthony Richardson, which we chronicled last week. But no, the Chicago, uh, you know, played this thing really well. They had a bidding war from what it sounds like for this pick. And the number one overall pick is headed to Carolina, where your former offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, is now uh, the head coach there. And they're on the clock. And Chicago did really well, man. Looking looking back on this, two first rounders, including uh, that includes the ninth overall pick this year, first rounder from Carolina next year, which is going to be huge. Uh, second round pick this year, oh yeah, and one of the best young receivers in the league, DJ Moore. Something the Chicago Bears have never had a. They've never had someone like DJ Moore on their team. All respect to Chase Claypool now and uh, Darnell Mooney, good receivers. Hopefully they develop into. You don't even uh, have to I say respect. You don't have to say respect. You're you're speaking the truth. They have no, no have nobody like him. Period. Nobody. Period. No. Yeah, no. Period. I like. Well, what I'm saying is, I like the talent of those two guys. 
and I hope they can grow and develop. But DJ Moore is a great player on a very friendly deal. And now that's going to be huge for Justin Fields, especially with David Montgomery moving on. And now they can use these assets to to build up those lines and to, you know, build a team around Justin Fields, um, which, you know, I know we're both pretty high on. So what what's your thoughts on uh on this move? What you know, you shout would know what Frank Ryan Wright would do. Pohl. Nope. Shout yeah. out to Ryan Pohl. Starts right there, Pulls. I give you all this because you paid attention to some of the best GM moves. And I'm going to say more specifically, you paid attention to what Howie Roseman did and you, you secured multiple picks to build up your franchise, to build it around Justin Fields. F what Tannenbaum was talking about. Yeah. That's um, who I was alluding to, but I, I, I'll say, it. you know, I, I still think he's absolutely nuts, which is exactly why he's not a GM anymore. Um, and why you didn't win anything as a Jets fan when hey, we he got was close. Him. You so got close championships, man. He yeah, built a great close. team. He built how a how team. does it feel to get close and not win? Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so would you rather lose the AFC championship game three years in your lifetime? Or would you rather just pick in the top five of the draft? I, you do remember, you, <laughs> you do know what I mean? The Eagles want lost. The NFC several times with Andy Reid. Oh, oh yeah, you're that. right. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I went through that. I went through that. So I understand how it feels, and it hurts so every hope. single time. You're there's telling hope. me there's hope. There is hope. There is hope. You're telling me there's a chance. Okay. There, there is. But I, I mean, all right. Back to pools. Starting there with him, um, Ryan pulls for doing this uh, and making these moves, and now they can actually build pieces around. They went and got TJ Edwards from from my boys. Uh, who was sixth in tackles this season. Uh, so they're shoring up that. I, you can't really – TJ Edwards is not going to fill the void of Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith is is different. But you're getting a tackle machine and a guy that can can run your your defense. He's a true middle linebacker that runs and calls the plays to him. Um, so I like what they're doing over there. Didn't they sign somebody else, the Bears? Uh, that was a good key piece. Um, I'm forgetting who they just signed to as well. Uh, somebody else that they did to shore up, and I think it was on offense, offensive line. Um, but they're doing the right things to try to build around Justin Fields. Because yeah. if Justin Fields takes this offseason to to get better, yes, he made his his mistakes, and uh, all younger players make their mistakes. But if he takes this offseason to get better and elevate his level, there the sky's the limit for this young man because his poise, you saw what he did in the latter half of the season – um, he what he can do with his legs and still beat you with his arm at the same time too. Uh, you have a dual threat like that. Uh, when Tannenbaum was talking about Bryce Young, and uh, you have a guy already that you have talent, just build around him. Like don't don't get rid of a guy that could be something just because you're going to try to take your chances on another guy that's coming out of college. So I think the Bears did a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing here, and and and, and getting DJ Moore in that as well. Uh, also securing those those that for the two first round picks and a second round pick this year. Um, and the, the second first round pick is in 2024. Uh, but for the Panthers, they've been looking for a quarterback since Cam Newton. So I don't know if this is going to help them get there, but they're going to need to get other pieces to put around this quarterback um, because this team is still in shambles. I think with Frank Reich, they, if he has the opportunity to really build this team up, I think they can, uh, but the verdict is out on that. So 
I'm intrigued by it, but I, I think this move sets the Bears up for the future. So Bears fans, my nephew, niece, uh, my sister, my boy Jack, just just be patient. You guys got something budding. So there you go. Yeah, the, the Bears signed uh, Nate Davis, guard from the Titans. Yep. It's a couple of years he started 54 games at right guard for the Titans over the last four years. And certainly offensive line is they probably had one of the worst offensive lines in the league over the last few years. So um, that's definitely going to be an upgrade there. And, uh, you know, they could do a lot with that ninth pick overall. A uh, guy really like offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State mm-hmm. is there. You know, you, you, there's some other uh broderick jones and yeah i mean on the defensive side if a guy like jalen carter drops because of the uh you know the situation that he finds himself in now and uh you know there's there's a lot of of talent in the trenches if you will in this draft and it'll be interesting i i think a lot of the speculation on the carolina side real quick will end with what you know carolina is going to do as you mentioned they've been searching for a quarterback for a long time um uh, Dave seems to think it's CJ Stroud. A lot of um, a lot of people that you know we follow in the draft world seem to think it's CJ Stroud. I've heard Bryce Young there too, so it'll be interesting. Uh, Stroud, as we talked about last week, had a really um, really good combine, threw the ball really well, and you know a lot of people uh, like him a lot. Dave compared him to Dak, which you know for his flaws doesn't mean he's going to have the decision making that Dak has, but as from a talent standpoint, you know, that would, uh, you know, I'd, I'd sign up for that um, for sure. But I, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot to give up and, and hopefully it works out. And uh, Sam Darnold is now with the 49ers and we'll see where Baker Mayfield goes. And, you know, they, they played a lot of their year with PJ Walker. So. Uh, Speaking of which, I mean, those are some moves right there. What are, other moves that before we get out of the NFL, because we've got a lot of talk about about the tournament. At least I do. Uh, I do. What are what? I, are, I got more than you. Trust me. I know you. <laughs> uh, You're locked in, man. Like uh, that we haven't talked about. Uh, you you laughed at me before when you you walked out of the room or you went to the fridge or something. You came back and you saw on our spreadsheet I put Mike White. Yeah, and you laughed because you didn't expect yeah. to see Mike White, but. He got like $16 million for a couple of years. He stays in the division. He clearly knows one of their the Miami Dolphins opponents really well. And Tua has certainly had his uh, well-documented injury history this year and in general. And who knows how many more hits this guy could take. I think it's a really good opportunity for Mike White. And it's a certainly a really talented team. And I think... I think it's a it's a nice backup spot to land. I mean, who wouldn't want to be in South Beach anyway? But I, I think it was a smart move by the Dolphins. They also re-signed Raheem Mostert, um, which I like too. And certainly, you know, coming from San Francisco and, and Mike McDaniel, it's a, you know, he knows that running game pretty well. So I, I definitely like that move. Anything stand out to you? Uh, Colts just cut Matt Ryan. Retire Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um. I love that the Eagles just brought back James Bradbury. Uh, he's getting paid $12 million a year, which doesn't even put him in the top 15 of cornerbacks. And we saw what he did with this Eagles defense. Uh, so I absolutely, absolutely love that. Um, I do. I mentioned before the TJ Edwards. I, I, I really like TJ Edwards and then his whole story. 
uh, of essentially being undrafted and then building himself up to this point and, and the Eagles brass uh, and going to the Bears. So I wish him nothing but the best. Um, yeah, that's those are my Pat, Pat Peterson too going to oh, yeah, Steelers. Pat Steelers. Yeah, a couple years yeah, ago, that's that's huge. That's a big move there yeah. too, and and some interesting things like the Cowboys interested in Bobby Wagner. Well, like, just, I mean, you just said Gilmore. Like Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore just got yep, traded to the, Cowboys, um, yep. to the Cowboys from the Colts. So, you know, big, nice move there. So, yeah, we'll see. It's not even officially, uh, you know, time to to sign these guys. But, you know, Andy Dalton so, is expected to agree to a two year deal with the Panthers, as we just talked about the Panthers. So okay. there, you, there you go. And, yes. Andy Dalton, man, find, continues to find himself in this situation where it's like, they promise him he'll be the dude. And then like six weeks later, he's like, he's gone. He's on the bench and the rookie is starting. Like, this is like the third time this has happened, right? Like, and now it's, uh, it just happened with Fields and uh, Dalton two years ago. So that'll be interesting. But, yeah, we'll you know, he'll, he'll definitely get some starts there, I'm sure. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's, uh, that's the key phrase in all of, in every podcast we'll do because, We'll see, right? But moving on, something we will see, uh, you know, it's technically starts tonight. I don't know anyone that's too excited about the first four games of the NCAA tournament. But, uh, you know, it all it does all go down starting tonight. But, you know, Thursday at noon, 1130, whenever those brackets lock, right? March Madness is here. The 2023 NCAA tournament, um, you know, Big exciting year here. Uh, the top seeds here: Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas. And the twos we got to point out: Texas, UCLA, Arizona, and Marquette. Thoughts on the big dance? Uh I have I have Bama winning it. Well, I'll give you. I'll just give you right off rip because I just want to kind of get this out the way, and then yep. I have my final four as Bama, UConn, Gonzaga, and Purdue. And UConn is has an asterisk next to it because of who they play in the first round because I've watched this team. And uh, I was very honored to see that other analysts are right in the same boat with me on that game because it can go either way. Um, but uh, Bama is for a, a school that is predominantly a football team. What they have done and what they have built up with their two guards, all I'm going to say is if you haven't watched them, you're welcome because you're going to enjoy some real true guard play right there. Um, So my final four for that is is Bama, UConn, Gonzaga, and Purdue. Uh, But I'm just really, really curious to see how this this transpired. I I think this is going to be one of the best tournaments – Athletically, um, there's a lot of athletically gifted young men in here, and I'm not saying there there weren't in the past, but I think this is going to be one of the most talented March Madnesses uh, that we've ever seen, or at least that we've seen in probably like the past 10 years, because there's a lot of good players in a lot of good places. So I'm that I'm super excited about, Sam. So a lot of guard play that is going to be there, and and if uh, I'm trying to remember the the guard's name from from Bama, but he's technically considered the best player in the nation right now. Um, so I, I'm just I'm excited about that. Before we get into our other stuff, how about yourself? 
Yeah, I I mean, certainly, I think Houston's probably favored to win the whole thing, right? Like, from an odds perspective. No, Bama's um, the number one overall seed. Yep. Right. I know, I know they're the number one overall seed, but I think from a betting standpoint, I, th- I uh, think it was probably. Houston. I could be wrong. I'll look it up because um, I certainly don't want to to be wrong on that info. But um, yeah, that said, I, I like uh, Purdue. We are talking uh, talking off air about, about Purdue there. And um, certainly UConn has a chance. They play Iona in the first round. As you mentioned, they could either go to the final four or they can lose in the first round. Like I, I just think overall this this year is is tighter than than usual and there's um a lot up for grabs and just because you are a 12 seed you know it, you could have easily been a 10 seed kind of thing like it's it's pretty locked competition it's the, it's the nba western conference there you go uh, yeah it's i mean if you if there was one more day of play with this yeah. would the seedings be any different you know they're all seeding is subjective right i think a lot of times people uh We'll look at it like, oh, this 13 seed just beat a four seed. Well, you know, could have easily been, you know, could have easily gone plus or minus a couple seeds there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like, you know, Houston, Alabama, Purdue, great teams. Gonzaga's got a great offense. I know a lot of people sleep on on them, but I think number one rated offense in D1 this year. And Wait, Kansas. You said, you said a lot of people sleep on who? Gonzaga? Well, Gonzaga, it's like a, you know, like a, just I think from, Gonzaga, the, from Gonzaga where they are, from a, a proximity standpoint, their games are on late at night. It's a small conference. I think Gonzaga sleeps like on Gonzaga <laughs> because Gonzaga is always around every year. Always, every they year. Win. So I think it's Gonzaga yeah. sleeping on Gonzaga. That's fair. Uh, that's a good point. That's, that's that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens. I, I mean, it's. Uh, who knows? I mean, it's 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 really who knows in the situation. Um, but back to what our guesses are. So, who do you have in your final four? Let me pull it up because I did it before the um, or the podcast started. I have don't expose yourself. Houston, Houston. You have Houston. Okay, I said your final four, not who you have winning it. Oh, Houston. Um. That's funny because Bama, Purdue, I liked. I'm I'm undecided on a lot of things. I I like UConn just from being you know in Connecticut as long as I do. I like Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Kansas. I don't know. I'm I'm in the air a lot. Of th- I think Marquette could beat Purdue. I don't know a lot of a lot of things up in the air here, but um, I'm gonna just go with. I haven't made up my mind yet, but I've also lost in bracket challenges to my wife who just picks the mascots <laughs> or whatever. Or she ranks it based on like sorority chapters that she knows from these schools or something like that. Like, so it's a, it's a complete crapshoot. Um, she doesn't watch a lick of basketball in general. So that that works you, out. Yeah. Who knows? She could win the whole the whole thing, the whole challenge. It's normally the people that don't watch it. They have the best brackets. Because the people that watch have it's too much goes into their thought process, which is why my excuse me, my upsets are right there that could easily push me right out of this and bust my bracket very quickly. Um, because I, as I mentioned before, I've mentioned the other day, I've spoken the same about this over and over again. Iona, coached by Rick Pitino, uh, coming from the MAC. Uh, this, this team is really, really good. Uh, get used to hearing Clayton 
Uh, I forgot his first name. Um, so it's slipping my mind right now. Just like the guard from Bama is slipping my mind right now. But um, I can see Iona winning the game against UConn. Uh, UConn has everything it needs to get to the final four. Uh, it's just they have to show up. And that, that's with any team. It's, you got to get up. You, you've got to this point, and that's, that's that. So I can possibly see Iona win. But my other ones that I'm sticking firm to that I think are going to be upsets is Providence. Uh, and Providence is playing uh, – who are they playing again? Providence is playing Kentucky. And then I have Penn State, which very, very slept on game. basketball. That's going to yeah. be a good game. They're playing Texas A&M. A&M, yeah. And I have Penn State going pretty far over in, in that uh, Midwest bracket. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, those are my – my upsets do you have any upsets sam um no no i don't who do you have winning you got houston winning you said yeah i have houston at the moment remember i told you i don't this thing's gonna be i i will post my picks when i have them on instagram how about that we'll do that give me your bracket when you have it done because things change paralysis by analysis right that's fair and uh we will take it from there and then we I think it's a good opportunity. We've done this in the past. I will put on a we'll put on our Instagram. We'll do a bracket challenge and invite all of our listeners and and our uh you know guest co-hosts and and we'll we'll put it all right there on a right on CBS's uh fantasy site there. So we'll I'll set that up. I'll I'll put out the link on online and I'll be uh, the guy there with Bama is taking the championship. So I'll be there. Okay. I'll be All there. right, I, I'll put the link in the episode description. How about that? That works. That works. Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. It's been done. So uh, I'm going to just take the cop out and say, uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, no, seriously, though, I mean, to a point, just wanted to bring it up really quick, like where anything can happen and seeds are seeds, like mm-hmm. the number nine seed and against the number eight seed, like historically is like the nine seed wins like 76 to 72, like 515. It's like a 514 winning percentage. It's a toss up 10 versus seven. You know, it's, you know, the 10 seed is 58 and 89, like the 11 versus six, 57 and 91, like 12 versus five, 53 and 95. Like you're, you know, everybody, you know, for the most part is in it, you know, there's there could be a in that Cinderella story right that happens every year, and uh and changes people's lives and and coaches lives forever. But yes. for the most part, that's that's why you watch, right? If it was scripted, Absolutely. if we knew what it was, we wouldn't be uh we wouldn't be tuned in, we wouldn't be surprised. Facts. Yep. So there you go. Stay tuned. Link in the bio. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. All right, I'm done. What else you got? Tournament time. Let's go to NBA. NBA. Um, All right. Anything going on? Ja, hush. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Ja Morant uh, has entered a counseling program in Florida. Uh, there's no timetable on his return. Um, it's it's really sad to see this playing out this way. Um, I really, first and foremost, hope that he gets all the help that he can possibly get. Uh I don't really I want to see him back for basketball. That's the the selfish fan side of me, but more importantly, the human side of me wants to see make sure that he's okay. Oh, 100%. Because it, it sounds from reports it sounds like he's 
things are really, really bad to the point that reporters don't even want to talk about how things are going for Ja at this point. Uh, so there's a there's a chance that he may not even touch the court again this year, uh, which you mean the situations he's finding himself in is is worse than even what's been reported or well no like his, I'm, I'm asked i i, I his, truly don't know the depths of it. his mental status okay. uh his physical status uh on top of the uh events that have been broadcasted on on media uh there's there's more that uh reporters obviously as we talked about before uh people can dig deep and find out really whatever they want especially when they have reliable sources and uh I, I'm from what I've saw. Uh, it's it's not great. They they have not elaborated what it is, and that's out of respect for Ja. Uh, so I I really hope whatever he's going through as a human that he's able to fix himself, uh, and and get himself to where he needs to be. And then whenever he's ready to come back to basketball, he's got the talent. He can do it whenever he needs to. But I, I just want to see him he- healthy and being able to live on with his life because the road that he was going down, he was shortening, shortening his life expectancy. So I, uh, I pray for him. Oh yeah. I mean, first off you are, you're a human first You're a human being, you're a man, you're a, you know, he is a, um, you know, he is a son and a, you know, brother and, all of that and and that certainly is is what is most important um and basketball is secondary now certainly there's you know highly publicized the and we talked about it last week if you want to get our takes on that and certainly uh check that out but from a yeah i i co-sign with that whatever he needs and i'm sure the memphis team and and leadership in memphis is is behind that call there too um and you know the the team will certainly play on without him and they've you know they've done it before he's he's been hurt he's been on the bench he's you know this team can operate without him and they they've had some success at times without him certainly it's is a new year and a new season and you know certainly what is hanging over this Memphis team's head over the last uh year or so is is different than um than most situations NBA teams find themselves in, especially, you know, the back and forths between uh, some of their players and other star players in the league. But, um, be it, you know, certainly a test for for this team and, and uh, leadership there in, in Memphis. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just pray for him. That's all. I, I just really hope that everything turns out well for this young man. Um, he's got a lot a lot to uh to play for a lot to live for so i just really really hope that this young man can get it back on track and and we can see the greatness of this young man on on display totally. go from there so i'm praying as, for, for as we've talked about top you know one of my top favorite uh players in this league i know how you feel about him too and um you know he he's definitely got the talent and uh you know just you know, we we talk about the basketball side of it too because we are a sports podcast, and um, you know, Memphis is you know as I mentioned, they've played without them. They're right in the thick of it here too. They're second seed in the in the West 
41 and 26 there just handful of games behind denver so um yeah you know yeah and and as you mentioned it uh, just you wake up tomorrow and and the west is going to be completely different but um you know we're, we're getting into crunch time here i know your favorite time of the year here and just uh it is how, how do you think uh just shaking out as far as you know just diving into the nba a little bit like how how you think this all shakes out in the east and the west here i mean lakers a nine seed pelicans 10 thunder right on the the cusp there right under 500 as far as just getting locked in there um you know i guess we'll start with the west there any any big shakeups or anything you're thinking about how you, we can't have a podcast without talking about the lakers so <laughs> well that was going to be the first i mean i don't think i think the west is how the West will will play out is how healthy LeBron is and how quickly he can return, and and if AD is healthy. Because if they are, I think that shakes up uh, the Western Conference. Uh, but I also don't know like the Warriors could get in on this by the skin of their teeth, and it could change the the playoff layout too. Um, honestly, I don't know with the West. That's a I don't know with the East either, which we'll get in a second. Like, I don't know where it plays out right now because the teams that you have the Kings one night looking great, then you have the the Jazz one night looking great, and then you have the Nuggets one night looking great, and then they the next night they don't. They get beat by Nuggets just lost to my Nets. Uh, you have uh, the Suns losing to the Warriors just the other day. Yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 any that's the great part about right now it's so close and every game is important so you're going to get the best of the best which is going to now amplify the playoffs because these guys are going to play so hard until this the this the second half of the season's over and that's going to carry over for those playoff teams because there's going to be some animosity so I, i'm i'm loving seeing that for the eastern conference i have no idea what the hell the celtics are doing because they were the one seed, and they are just giving it to the Bucs uh, at this point in time. Um, the Bucs are playing out here some passionate basketball, and when you have Giannis, you're you're going to contend anyway. It's just like this Always. young man, this young man is is cut out of the side of a damn mountain, and he just is like, "Come play me." <laughs> um, it, it's it's crazy to see Joel Embiid has been balling out of. I was his just gonna say, again, man, again. five in a row for the seventy six. Don't and they're, they're right in the thick of it too. If this kid does not win the damn MVP, I'm yeah. going to lose my shit. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm going to lose it because there's three years in a row he could have won and should have won at least one of them. Um, so Sam, really, I wish I can give you a definitive answer, and I know it's going to sound like a cop out. I really don't know how this plays out. I really, truly do not know how it plays out because there's a lot of good young talent. There's a lot of good talent in basketball right now, period. So it's it's not the the dominant one player uh, of a of a decade, uh, the Kobe's, the Bronze, the Jordans of the world. It's now the field. There's so many players at so many times that could take over. You got the Lucas, the Kyrie's together on a team. You got KD going to the Suns, even though which we didn't speak about the weird ass accident that KD had slipping. Yeah driving to the rack. Now we don't know when he's returning, right? Um, 
if at all the rumor is now that he might not be returning until the playoffs. Um, so I, I really don't know. There's there's the key injuries of these of huge superstar names have me sit here just watching as a fan and just I don't know. I'm not putting my eggs in a basket. Uh, obviously, I'm rooting for my Nets as they are the fifth seed currently, uh, directly over your sixth seed Knicks, uh, who were doing extremely well. Uh, had that what were they nine game win streak snapped yeah. by a couple teams that they should have yeah. beat. Yeah. Uh, but that this is what I'm saying on any given night, any team can beat anybody in this NBA. So yeah, that was my long winded of, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't talk about the Knicks during this nine game run on purpose. Cause I did not want to jinx it. I do not want to get ahead of myself because this happens every few years. Knicks go on a little bit of a run. The garden is alive that the New York is alive. People are happy. And then it all just, flames out so Knicks are gonna Knicks no matter yeah, what it's just gonna you know it's there I mean big games from you know they've been doing it without Brunson too he's been been yeah. out for a bit there too yeah. um you know so who knows that you know last game was a win there quickly had had some big moments in the last couple of weeks and hopefully they get Brunson you know he- healthy on the floor Josh Hart has really changed the dynamic of this team and it, it just goes back to you know that uh that style of play that he has with and you know his running mate in that backcourt of of Jalen Brunson and going back to their college days and you could kind of tell that this like the tone of this team changed a little bit and uh just just it, having having like Jalen Brunson we we don't talk about it enough there was a lot of conversation from a lot of people I think I've may even have believed in this like we we paid Jalen Brunson this much and now you look at it it's like wait he's only getting paid this much when you look at just the season he's had I think it's been a huge um a huge upgrade um there and and to have him control the ball it gives it frees up guys like uh Randall to you know to do what he does there too and he doesn't need to be like so ball dominant there too so well, I, I think to the point for those that were that were saying you, you paid Jalen Brunson this much, uh, haven't really truly dove into his career. Because if you paid attention to what he did in Villanova and how he was the leader of that team, and it took him some time to grow in Dallas and, and learn the NBA play. But once he did that, when he was a free agent, Dallas basically threw the bank at him. Yeah. Because they wanted to keep him with Luca, they knew the value that they had, in and him. you saw it, and you saw it in the playoffs last yep. year. Yep. It had a hell of a, a run there, and at the beginning of the season, you really saw him not on the court in Dallas. It, you know, this team was took a step back. You absolutely yeah. did, but I mean, now you see. I mean, he he had the connection with his father being there. The Knicks did the right thing; they went out and got Josh Hart, somebody that he's super familiar with. Uh, from that team, it's crazy that they have three members of that team in in the same borough. They, they or excuse me, in the same city, state, I should say. Um, get New some York. hate mail for that one. Uh, yeah, well, I corrected myself being a New Yorker, but well, whatever. Nets fan, so uh, exactly. It's fine. Um, but it's 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 such a good move for them, and it helped quickly so much because quickly has openly said that it's it's helped him slow down his game to watch how Jalen 
like a true point guard, you slow down the game. You don't let the game get above you. You slow it down, and it's helped him. And I really, my favorite player on the Knicks is is quickly, hands down, because I know the talent that he has, um, and I just want to see him shine more. Because I give that young man the ball, because he's he's got it. He's absolutely got it. So when he when he was drafted, it was like, um, okay, you know, it was a late first pick, and you know, Thibodeau didn't, you know. As as he got more into the rotation, it was like, all right, and and there's moments where he's not on what wasn't on the floor rather. Mm-hmm. But I I really did like his game too. I I agree with you. Um, and you know, it, all these rumors about Donovan Mitchell and all these different trade packages certainly you still, will. You still should have did that. There's no doubt. Yeah. That. Oh, hundred percent. And it would have it would have sucked to lose, you know, uh, RJ or to lose quickly. Um, but you know. You you got to make move like that sometimes when it's in front of you, and I think that hopefully the way that they play and the way they're building this team, that Donovan Mitchell or the ghost of Donovan Mitchell not being in the Garden doesn't haunt this team. Well, um, the Knicks might be seeing him in the playoffs. So yeah, yeah that's true, man. <laughs> just and a lot of other things are haunting this team. Yeah. So it's yeah. you know I don't even know if Donovan Mitchell ranks, but no. yeah, the Cavs are right in it there too, man. Playing playing yeah. well so yeah it's uh it's dude it's you know turning the corner here it's almost spring masters are in a couple weeks you know baseball season starts and it's time uh, of the year man and playoff basketballs around the corner and nba uh, the nfl drafts my you know favorite weekend of the year so it's it's all happening can we talk about baseball real quick i mean sure if you want to because you know we we haven't, and I'm sure we'll preview the season when it gets a little closer there. But um, this is a public service announcement to Brian Cashman in the front office of the New York Yankees. <laughs> Put Anthony Volpe on the 40-man roster and make him your starting shortstop. I've seen enough. Peraza was hurt. He lost some lost some at-bats. I think is the better shortstop. Volpe will probably project better in se- at second base. But Anthony Volpe needs to come north with this team, and he needs to play. And you keep Jason Dominguez in Double A for like a month, and then you bring him to Triple A, and then call him up in September. I, you know, I, I cannot. It cannot be crunch time baseball, and I'm seeing Aaron Hicks go over three here. But I did <laughs> yeah, see I'm today. I don't know if I shared it with you. We've been sharing a lot of stuff the last couple of days, but yes, uh, Aaron Boone said that IKF will start taking reps and play games in center. So that's it. That's the sign. Anthony Volpe is coming up north. It, yeah, there you go, baby. He just, uh, he just, uh, Brandon just pulled up a rookie, uh, Jason Dominguez Bowman 2020 rookie card. PSA 10 in perfect condition. And once we go live on video, you'll see in my background, it's uh, right there next to my Derek Jeter rookie card. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go. But the future is bright for the Yankees, up certainly up the middle in the next couple of years. But uh, can we take a look at this training staff too, by the way? Are we really looking at a training staff right now? Well, they fired everybody a couple of years ago and it okay. just seemed to get worse. Rodon's hurt, Harrison Bader's hurt. Yeah. You said it yourself to me the other I, day. I, well, like, yeah, I, I would here? blow that all up. I would, I would definitely go out and just reevaluate that because I don't know why. What is going it's been on? An issue with the Yankees over the past like 
eight years is that they cannot stay healthy in the training. St- like it's a, I don't hear this with any other team. Like season's about to start. It's like everybody's just like dead. <laughs> we can't play. We can't pitch. We can't swing. We can't do anything. It doesn't work. Nothing works. Nothing this happened works. with the Mets like maybe 10 years ago. Remember how bad the Mets medical yes. staff was for yes. years? They're playing guys that are like, like, but how cushions and how does that happen you know, with two tri-state teams that yeah. have buku money? Like, how does that happen? There's a you have some of the most world-renowned physicians, doctors, so on and so forth in New York City. How do we not have them a part of that? I know you're in the you're in the health space and the the you know I you have a lot more uh you know insight and physical training and all of this, but. I can't I don't know how much of it speaking as someone who's not familiar is the training staff and just maybe just players that have it have just a history of this. I mean John Carlos Stanton was not a a a, you know mirror of perfect health when he came here. I mean he had some freak accidents too, like he got hit in the chin with a baseball like random things. But you see guys like Judge turned it, you know, those in, he he shook a lot of those markers from him. And, you know, how much of it of it is like a training thing? It, it's a lot. How much, it's a lot of it. It's is it both fluky. It's is both. this all just fluky. It's yeah, it's it's both. I mean, you can you can be in a tip top shape. I mean, look at look at Braun. He spends millions of dollars on himself like sure. every year. Right. And he now in his latter years, he's hurt more. But during his his younger years, he wasn't really hurt like that. Like he broke his nose and and still was out there with a mask on playing, right? Still continue to play. It's what you're really reinvesting in. And a lot of these players, and I know it's different with baseball, especially compared to basketball and, and football, because it's a way more physical, physically contacted uh situation. But my my thing is is like you gotta work on your body. You got to work on resistance training. You got to work on mobility training. Uh, get into the pool. Build build your strength up that way. Your core training. Because I don't. I some of these guys, I'm sure they just get up there and they just work on throwing the ball, or they get up there and they work on swinging. And I'm not saying they don't work on other things as well. Because I, you have to being a, a top tip top athlete. But there's other things that they're not doing, like the stretching mobility, like. I think that's a very, very key thing. And they do that, but I, I don't think to a certain extent. Um, and there's and there's always the freak accidents that happen, right? As as you said. But it's sometimes it's it's overtraining as well, too. Sometimes it's not getting the proper amount of rest. Sometimes it's not fueling your body properly. Um so there's a lot of factors that go into it, Sam. It's just I I'm just tired of seeing the Yankees having to go through it. So yeah. I'm excited though. It's baseball season. I just looked down at my phone and <laughs> in my dynasty base fantasy baseball league, Jason Dominguez was just traded for uh Drew Jones, Andrew Jones's kid. So the yeah. timing of that was um not lost on me there, but that was MLB corner. <laughs> That's it. You love naming things corners, don't you? You've been watching the WBC at all? No, not one game. I haven't watched it either. I've been watching the news um but i haven't watched it i'm gonna try to tune in i i do want to say this about this um uh a heart touching moment for me um i want to send love to rio gomez 
Uh, do you know who Rio Gomez is, James? No. I mean, James. Wow. Who the hell is Damn. James? I don't know. I'm losing my damn mind over here. Sam, you have too many podcasts. Um, do you even, no, you don't I don't even have, have a James, James on, podcast. on your podcast. Nope. Yeah, what the nope. hell are you doing? Nope. Who's uh, James? He is <laughs> one, of, one of my good friends. Um, Rio Gomez is Pedro Gomez. That's what I was going to guess, but go ahead. He's his son. Uh, he's he's pitching for Colombia. Oh, uh, really? Yes, he's pitching for Colombia. Uh, he was during the World Baseball Classic. So uh, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. And I wanted to give that. They showed his family uh, in the crowd uh, or in the stands when he was pitching. But really, really cool story to see his son doing that and and going from there. So shout outs to him. Uh, and and uh, Pedro was that dude. I respected him so much in his reporting yeah, for baseball. Uh, but I wanted to say that uh, so his son gets his shine. And and I, I keep Pedro's memory a little bit lit because I I very, very much so enjoyed his, his baseball reporting. Yeah, man. He was totally just – he was a staple in uh, MLB coverage, um, especially in, on ESPN, um, you know, when we were growing up and and up until unfortunately his his untimely uh, uh passing there but told, that's a really cool story i didn't know that yep. i saw um i saw that a kid uh pitching uh i forgot the the country but he got like a minor league deal already like the like the Good. tigers reached out to him and he Good. oh he struck out like the dominic like the dominican like top of the order like julio rodriguez and was it venezuela then it must have been yeah, venezuela maybe, when they beat maybe. dr yeah, i have to look on it i hate i hate saying stuff and not crediting it i mm-hmm. i just saw it quickly on on instagram there but um yeah no that's cool i, I i'll have to tune into world baseball classic uh mm-hmm. for sure i know usa is in some trouble with some of the some of the losses that they had and to my IKF story before, Brian Hoke reporting that Nick Swisher is working with him in the outfield. Wow. Later this Swish. week. And um, he's going to tra- tra- uh, transition into a utility role, which, you know, he came up as a catcher, won a gold glove as a third baseman, and mm-hmm. has been a pretty crappy shortstop. So hopefully he can uh, give us some range in center there, especially with Bader out. Yeah, or you can just trade him to the Dodgers and we can get other shit and we can just put Volpe up there. That's fine. <clears throat> Baby goat. Yeah. Volpe. Yeah. I have his rookie card there, right there. See it? Volpe? Yeah, right there. Good. Smart move. Perfect My- 10. Behind Mickey Mantle and CC right there. I'm, I'm going to have to find one myself. See how much it is. Um, is. Let's close this out, man. That's it. Uh, skipping, uh, skipping Do You Care this week, but um, you know, it's a busy enough week so we'll keep everyone updated uh check out the uh bracket thing we're gonna put together link in the podcast at some point wednesday morning and uh you know who knows uh check out the instagram page a lot going on gonna happen this week so check it out um for brandon my name's sam thank you so much for listening episode 91 chasing points podcast in the books stay warm stay safe and uh take care few things number one happy birthday steph curry happy 35th uh to the greatest shooter ever Ever, Uh, ever. want to want to say that um number two uh good luck to you all on your picks uh for the final four and enjoy some really really phenomenal basketball 
had the pleasure this year of, of working at Marist. Shout out to Harrison um, and, and seeing D1 basketball and, and kind of getting my uh, my juices flowing again, my mojo going again for college basketball. Even though I always have it, it's just seeing it up close and personal and, and watching tournaments leading up to uh, March Madness. It's I'm super, super excited, and I hope you guys – have an opportunity to to watch some of the games a, as we approach that. Uh, and my last thing, but most important thing is uh, take time to yourself to disappear from people. Um, obviously, let your loved ones know where you are. But I mean, take some time off of social media. Take your take some time off of uh, texting all the time and just having your face glued to a screen and and really do some soul searching and, and realign yourself. Uh, something that I've been thinking about doing and I will be doing uh, soon. I'm not trying to broadcast this to everybody, but it's just something I want to share with people that it's okay to do that and disappear from people. I know sometimes people think that you have to talk all the time, but you don't. You you can take time to yourself to really figure yourself out to, to be the best version of yourself. So I encourage that. I hope you guys... Uh, are are bettering yourself i know there's we're getting a day an hour back uh getting light longer in the day so uh some people see depression uh will start to uh evaporate and uh i i hope that happens very very soon for for those that are affected by that so just sending love to you all and uh wish you nothing but the best thank you again bye